sign an affidavit that I would end on time. We'll see how, no, she didn't do that, but anyway. She says, now, do we just have one service? No, not two, you know. Uh, this is no. This is a, uh, a joyous time to be together. This should always be the highlight of our week, uh, coming together as a body of believers to to hear from Him through His Word, and and uh, and it's a, a joyful a joyful time. This is something that uh, I just enjoy. I enjoy doing and, and sharing God's word and having that uh, privilege and awesome task of seeking the Lord and what he would have for for us, not just for you, but for us together uh, to hear from his word. My boss, or actually my boss's wife, but she's kind of the boss, but anyway, uh, she asked me, she goes, uh, can you do anything fun this weekend? Stop for a second, and I said, yeah, I'm preaching. That's fun. And, and so we got into a little bit of a conversation. Come to find out, though, I think my, my, um, my boss's uh, uh, brother-in-law, brother-in-law or brother uh, lives in North Carolina and is a Baptist preacher, and they send their kids to Pensacola. So... I don't, you know, putting two and two together there, and, they say, and I guess there they have a, and through my boss's family, there's a handful of preachers, and and uh, but for some reason, she said we don't necessarily care for his church and the one in North Carolina. So anyway, so uh, well, we're not going to James. So I tried to move away from that just for this, and maybe. It'll kind of not have don't have to worry about uh, going too long uh, this uh, this morning. But before we do, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this time that we can gather together under your word, Lord. I just pray that these things that are spoken and brought forth, that they might not be my words but yours, and that these words would just strengthen our hearts and our inner man. Lord, you know each and every heart, each and every struggle here, each and everything that we're going through. And I just pray that as we leave here today, wherever we stand before you, whatever we're going through, that we just might be rejoicing in, in who you are and, and who we are in Jesus Christ. And we ask these things in your name we pray. Amen. The crowns of Christ. The crowns of Christ. I haven't heard this preached on in a, in a long, in a, in a while. Uh, the particular verses that the crowns are mentioned in are somewhat common verses, but uh, we're going to be focusing in on the on the crowns of Christ. And so, uh, the question becomes: Will you be casting? Will you have something to cast down, not casting a lure or what have you, but what will, will you be casting down? Uh, uh, where, are we considered in our day-to-day Christian living, are we faithful to what God has called us to do to become? Are we faithful? Are we disciplined? Or are we somewhat, if you will, unfaithful or undisciplined or 
lazy when it's concerning the things of God and our spiritual walk with him. You know, uh, leaning upon uh, church services and different things and not digging in God's word for ourselves and not uh, uh, being that testimony, that light in our, in our respective communities uh, for him. Uh, in the Daily News in 1903, uh, one day, the chaplain of the chaplain of the, of Good Queen Victoria uh, preached a sermon on the second coming of Christ. As he spoke of that glorious event, he noticed tears and noticed tears in the eyes of the queen. After the service, he approached her and asked, "Why did your Why did your Majesty weep as I spoke today?" Oh, she said, because I hope to do. I ho- because I hope that he will come in my day. Why does your Majesty desire that he should come in your day? The chaplain asked. Oh, sir, that I may lay my crown at his feet. So that's kind of an interesting statement. But that's not Sarah the crowns that we are going to be laying for in anything of any any eternal or any uh, earthly uh, accomplishment but it's that which Jesus Christ is doing in and through us. As far as where, this, where the main text comes from this, if you turn in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 10. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 10. This here is once uh, uh, just uh, uh, the, the, uh, John has just finished up the uh, the letters uh, to the different uh, to the different churches, and now in cha- beginning of chapter four, John is sh- begin to see or is shown the throne room of Jesus Christ, the throne room of God, and and at the, at the end of this chapter, we see here it says. Well, just let me just back up. Let's just uh, let's go to verse eight. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, "Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty." That's which is and which is to come. You know, just like that parallel verses in uh, the vision that Isaiah had back in Isaiah chapter 6 about the throne room of God. Verse 9, And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever. And there the four and twenty elders fall, uh, fall down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were created. Just imagine this. Well, this is going to have, this is, this is, this is where it gets real. Uh, these particular uh, f- four and twenty elders are representing the 
the the redeemed the the redeemed from the uh, from the blood of the uh, that Christ uh, bought his purchase the the church the true church of Jesus Christ and as they are they're casting those crowns down and as as we receive crowns we follow suit I guess it's ladybug season I'll just leave it there no, ladybug anyway uh, uh, and so. They're casting these crowns before the throne, and once again, and then, and then worshiping the Lord, and says, Thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Everything that was created, that is created, is for His pleasure. And what greater pleasure that God has which Jesus Christ has and and having his bride come before the throne room of God it's just it's just awestruck here and, and it's just to think of this uh, to to ponder this and uh, so important that we uh, give God the glory of this this is this is nothing that you or i have done but god gets the glory uh in psalm uh 1 uh 115 psalm 115 psalm uh, uh 115 verse 1 it says, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sakes. It's not about you. It's not about us. It's not about us. But it's about, but it's about, Jesus, it's about Jesus Christ and for, his, and for his name, for his honor, for his glory. And then uh, over in First Chronicles, First Chronicles, this particular portion of Scripture is where King David is giving uh, honor to God for what he is, has just done. Let's get there real quick. First Chronicles. Uh, twenty nine. Chronicles and eleven through six. That doesn't look. It does work great. No, that's not it. Oh, you know what? I bet you it's first. I think it's First Chronicles. Sorry about that. Yes, I'm sorry. First Chronicles. Did I say Second Chronicle? I okay. I'm sorry. I'm doing okay. All right, just relax here. We're doing good. Everybody, calm down. It's one of those greatest fears, and we have had other people, other men come up and preach, and it's just like the greatest fear of 
writing down the wrong passage, and you're like, oh, no. But anyway, here we go. Uh, First Chronicles in, in chapter, chapter 29, King David, is, it's been revealed to him that he is not going to be building the temple because uh, the Lord said, you know, you are a man of war and that you are not going to, but your son is going to. And the Lord, or David was conveying this to the people and through uh, God's instruction is that he asked the, uh, he asked the, uh, uh, the chief, uh, verse, uh, verse 6, the chief of the fathers and of the princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and of hundreds of rulers that the king would work willy, willingly and offered willingly. He said, would you help do this? And we need to do this together. And the money, the, the money, the, or if you will, back in that day, the, the, the silver, the gold, the brass just came in. And, and, uh, and David here just, uh, just uh, rejoices in the Lord here in this prayer. In verse 10, it says, Wherefore David blessed the congregation, Excuse me. Wherefore, David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. For thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth and is thine. And thine is the kingdom, O Lord. And and thou art exalted head above all both riches and honor come from thee and thou reignest over all in thine hand is power and might and um, in thine hand is to make great and to give strength unto all now therefore our God we thank thee and praise thy glorious name and then he says this too but who am I but who am I, and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly of this sort? For all things come from thee, and of thine own, of thine own we have given thee. <clears throat> Basically, once just as a reminder to us, just in principle from this Old Testament, what David has said that everything that uh, gives God honor and glory comes from Him originally we as believers and i've shared this with the teens and and the men's sunday schools uh, recently as well is that we in and of ourselves can do nothing to honor god in our lives you cannot do it you cannot live the christian life you cannot bring honor and glory to god as an individual what their honor and glory comes from is the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. The, the, this, the, um, the, 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 the drive that comes within us to serve, to wanting to please, the, the, the bond that we have as a body of Christ, the, the oneness that we have is central because of the working of the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's, it's not anything but that. And it's like, how come when missionaries come or when, when visitors come from other churches or what have you, and they know Jesus Christ, and that we just ha- instantly strike that bond with them? 
But when you go to work or what have you and there's a new person on, a new person comes in, you know, that bond is not necessarily there. But when we come together, we have that bond in, in, through the Holy Spirit. Just as that bond is as, as why we are called Christians is that our spirit bears witness with his spirit that we are called the sons of God. And so as we see here in the throne room of God and as these as these throne as these uh, uh, as these um, crowns are cast before Christ's feet and as they give homage and they are his to give they they are not they, these crowns do not aren't they uh, don't belong to the church but belong to Jesus Christ And so, casting our crowns before the throne. There are seven, excuse me, five different crowns. <clears throat> there is uh, the crown of glory, the crown of, of righteousness, the crown of life, the crown of rejoicing, and the crown of incorruption. Some of these crowns are called out there with different names or what have you, but as far as scripture goes, it's the crown of those particular things. But before we dig into those, before we dig into those crowns, there's something that needs to be, I think, understood. If you would with me, turn with me to 1 Corinthians in chapter 3. 1 Corinthians in chapter 3. This is a very sobering thing. It was sobering to me. I, we, I have read this passage of scripture over and over and over. But as I began to look at it and pray and, 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 and seek God over this and study it, it just, it was like, oh boy, this is, this, it just was one of those eye openers and almost a scary, and it just challenged my heart. In, in uh, 1 Corinthians in chapter 3, verse 10, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, and remember that phrase, grace of God, unto, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he build thereupon. And then he taught, then there's this verse that qualifies, well, where, what's the, where's the foundation coming from? For, for other foundation no man can lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the foundation we see here, this is, these are very somewhat maybe common verses to us. But the foundation is obvious here is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a person and work of Jesus Christ on the cross. It is what we, what we believed in, and it's Christ working in and, in and through our hearts. And we, uh, we accepted and repented of our sin and turned him that foundation, and no person can lay. We have our faith and trust in this foundation. But you know what? The work doesn't stop at salvation. The work doesn't stop. It's just beginning. I mentioned before a while back ago when this building was being dedicated, uh, Pastor Stringer was up here 
from uh, Fellowship Bible Church and uh, giving the message. And I can, I can still remember him say, he says, the building is done, but the work is just beginning. And the work is just beginning as far as one, when it's that foundation is laid because there is a building that needs to be erected. There is a life, there is responsibilities for us as to be believers, to be faithful to what Jesus Christ has done for us according to the grace of God as is given in me as a wise master builder to be wise about it verse 12 for if any man if any man build upon this foundation gold silver precious stones wood hay and stubble so we have a combination here of things if you will but kind of grouped into two different groups as you can clearly see and are familiar with one is hard metals rock or if you will precious stones and the the gold the silver the precious stones and then wood hay and stubble different contrast to that why those particular things because an illustration is going to be brought forth here not an illustration but uh, what what is going to happen it says every man's work Every believer's work shall be made manifest. That word manifest is to be made clear. Just to be made very clear. There's nothing going to be hidden from the sight of God. For the day shall declare. And this is the judgment seat of Christ. For us as believers. And for the day shall declare. It shall, be, it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work. And if any man's work abide. Which he hath built thereupon. He shall receive a reward. But if any, man, but if any man's work shall be burned. He shall suffer loss. But he uh shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. This is a very sobering time that you and I are accountable before God for our actions from day to day to day. It is not about coming to church or, or what that necessarily coming to church and, and doing those things, but it's the day in, day out, how we are living our life. Jesus Christ saved you and you've heard it, heard it here several times from the pulpit. He didn't just save you for fire insurance. He saved you to be used of him. And there is so much to be said in this passage of scripture, but this is just an intro verse. So I know, just an intro verse. Don't worry, Julie. And so anyway, but let me get down to this. And I'll, let me just make this very clear. Our foundation is sure. No one is going to lose their salvation in this judgment because the foundation has clearly been laid. Let me make make that clear again. You will not lose your salvation in this. And in some cults, if you will, use some of these verses as purgatory, and that is false doctrine, that is wicked doctrine. 
And so, but let me focus on when we're talking about casting our crowns. And so if any man's work abide in which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. reward. And those reward, some of those rewards will be these crowns. At that same time, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. This fire, I believe, in my mind's eye, is, a, is a, a real fire. It's a refiner's fire. The idea of it would be like a, a proving fire to get, the, to get the impurities out of it. That's why we have the two different groups, the, the gold and silver and the precious stones and the wood, hay, and stubble. And we are all familiar with this. And so you can just, well, obviously we know that any man's work, if any man's work shall be burned, that's obviously the wood, hay, and stubble, because that's not going to, that just goes up just like that. And so, but he shall suffer, he shall, he shall suffer loss. And that loss is the loss of one of a person or a believer that may have been given, excuse me, worldly accolades. Say that word wrong, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, 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 If you will, applause or what have you, or notoriety, a pat on the back. You know, saying, you know, uh, saying good, you know, good job. I like what I'm hearing. We see, we hear and see of several, several preachers preaching and, and, you know, it's all about the feel good, you know, the fuzzy stuff and preaching God's word based on to accommodate someone's lifestyle or what have you and not preaching the word entirety or teaching false doctrine and are getting pats on the back or what have you or they're just living living their christian life the way they think that it should ought to be lived and and you know and no one really challenged they think they they, they think they're doing all right and what have you and they're in their in their walk with the lord and they're just Maybe just doing enough to not not, not uh, doing enough just to get by, but that is for not for one to judge. That is between you and the Lord. You know where you stand before the Lord in this. But the shock here is that if any man's work if any man's work be burned, he shall suffer loss. There will be a loss in heaven. I'm not for sure. I've read different commentators about this. I'm, um, I, was, I was praying and seeking that God would just reveal this, these truths to me. There's going to be no sin in heaven. There's going to be no reminder of this planet, believe, once we get to heaven, because it's going to be destroyed, new heaven, new earth. But there will be loss. But there will be loss, and there would. I'm not for sure how this is going to. I I, I don't think it's the the scripture is too clear on this. I think there's different responsibilities that we will have in heaven as believers, and maybe those believers will 
this will be how it all pans out through this fire, how, how we are judged through God's word. And so um, he shall suffer loss, and yet he himself is saved also by fire. Ba- basically, basically saying there that, um, that that person just made it. They were that they were saved. That's it. And they had a whole life. They had their time to serve, and they suffered loss, and they didn't were able to cast anything at Christ's feet because they did it their way and not God's way. And there's going to be a lot of loss because we look at we look at different people and di- and within religion today and we look at how can God tolerate this? How can God tolerate that? You know, why if if it's so bad, why isn't God stopping it? It's going to be made there's going to be a reckoning and this is it for believers. So these crowns given out, what is God, if you will, if we can look at this as what is God, what, are, what, what is this about? The first one here is the crown we're going to look at is the crown of glory. If you would, turn in your Bibles, that's uh, in First Peter, First Peter chapter uh, 5. First Peter chapter here we go. First Peter chapter chapter five and verse four. And when the chief shepherd shall call excuse, excuse me, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. This particular one, this crown of glory is one who is one who is considered a minister of of Jesus Christ. Yes, a preacher, but a teacher or what have you. One that has some kind of oversight over another. Uh, And uh, in principle, you could almost even draw this to one, even as as a parent raising their children for the Lord. But, but, uh, and uh, this, in particular, are for those that are leading and shepherding believers. And there is a crown that will be given to them for taking the oversight, being examples, uh, being willing with a, 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 ready, uh, a ready mind. It says here, um, and back up in verse 2 as the condition for this. And there is a warning for those who have these, uh, that God gives these positions to. It says, feed the flock which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but, with, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. All right. So the the question may be, 
is that as that as that as a particular person that has oversight of a particular flock going to receive this particular crown? There's conditions to that. We see this. One is one is as we said there as we read, um, not by not by con, not by constraint, not because well. Uh, you know what? It's in my family. My family. It's you know kind of thing or what have you. I just got to kind of do it. I was kind of asked to do it. I was kind of thrown in this position. You know, it's just. It was, I'm just feeling a need. You know, just kind of doing you know whole hum about it kind of attitude. You know, uh, not having not having that desire, not having that 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 passion to feed the flock, that burning desire, that one a, a calling upon their life to, to, to shepherd, to guide, and to direct. And so, and then also, uh, not by constraint, but willingly, as we just said. And then, not for a filthy lucre. You know, not, for, not to... to to uh, has this idea of you know prestige for power for for whatever for the masses or that those kinds of things for tangible for for uh, worldly things for worldly goods but to have but to have a ready mind to be ready to to be ready to share and then also then and then, and then a stronger warning here. He uses a whole statement here. Neither being lords over God's heritage, lording over God's heritage, having the having the thumb on on those who they're over, to being a tyrant, to using that shepherd's crook and beating, and people are in fear of subjection. That is not acceptable. That is not acceptable, but being an example to the flock, being the way, sharing, being that, being what Christ what is like, you know, and how he went to the cross and, and humbled himself. He, he, uh, he came as a servant and serving and, and, all, and all those things that Jesus Christ was shown to us and how to, how to live the Christian life. And so we have these contrasts here of, of so, so when the chief shepherd shall appear, Jesus Christ shall appear, you know, when that time comes to receive a crown. But if that person, if that person uh, did it just because and did it for filthy lucre, or and or Lord over his hair over God's heritage. I don't think that crown's going to be given. Because you know what he did. They did it. They did it their way, not God's way. And God is not honored. God is not in that. If you are listening to somebody or listen on the radio or TV that has these kind of connotations, don't listen to it. Because it's not God honoring and it's not God's way. And, and they won't receive that crown. 
They will bring their works before the Lord, the judgment seat of Christ. And as I can see by this, they're going to, they're going to lose. And so that just gives a challenge for those who have been placed over, over believers in, in ministry to, to watch out for these things because these things can be very susceptible for, for being nonchalant, for, for not, not being driven in ministry, for not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide, to be caught up with, with the things of this world within, the, within that ministry. And, and not allowing God to work, but using a, if you, you know, using a, a crook to beat into submission instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to do its job. And so then we have, and then that, and so um, that a crown that fadeth not away. These particular crowns, uh, Paul sees here. Um, or possibly ones that are are that are um, made up of of flowers and what have you back in the day, as they would put wreaths on those uh, 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 Grecian Olympians back in the day, and they'd eventually fade away. But these crowns aren't going to fade away; they're forever and ever. Because when this particular crown is put at Jesus Christ's feet. It's going to continue to give honor and glory and praise to him. Next, um, and uh, we'll get through this one. This is the next one. But a crown, next one is a crown of righteousness. Second Timothy, Second Timothy, and uh, chapter 4. Second Timothy chapter four verses seven and eight. This is uh, the uh, apostle Paul uh, giving his Timoth- giving Timothy giving to Timothy his last words, encouraging Timothy as a young preacher to strive for these the same things. Uh, it says, and starting in verse seven, it says, "I have fought." A good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth it is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not only me, but unto all them also that love his appearing. And so here we have this crown of righteousness. Those who have been disciplined, if you will, in the faith, uh, faith they have fought and they have finished in the faith. That word "fought" there is the idea of that to remain in the to remain in the faith to, to those to those that uh, oppose you. And uh, um, over and. Acts chapter Acts chapter twenty. Acts chapter uh, twenty. Paul refers to this, I believe, a little bit um, as he's speaking to the to the elders at the church of Ephesus. Acts twenty twenty four. He says here, but but none of these things move me. Ne- 
Neither I count my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, than that the ministry that I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God, to finish my course, to do well, to like I have put it all out there. If Jesus Christ were to come today or if something were to happen to you, and you were to, if you knew your last breaths were upon you, would you be ready or would you be thinking, oh, I should have got this done and this done? And are you ready to meet him? The apostle Paul was, he says here, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course that God has laid for me. I have strived to, I have strived to do things God, God's way. I have fought. I have battled in my flesh. I have not given in. I have, not, I have struggled. There's been, you know, those kinds of things. I have uh, put on the full armor of God. I have, you know, and I have kept the faith. I have stayed true to it. I have not denied what Jesus Christ has done for me. I have shared that. And because of that faithfulness, there is, because of that faithfulness, there is a crown of righteousness waiting for those. I know you think of fought a good fight. As you look today um, in sports, sad to say, there are those who haven't been given a fought a good fight. You think of um, um, the uh, bicyclist that was that lied and lied and lied to the world, saying that he wasn't uh, taking drugs and performance-enhancing drugs or steroids. He lied and lied and lied, and then he finally came out and said, "Yeah, I did." You know, and stripped of all of his. Uh, 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 awards that the uh, Tour de France awards that he was running and and different things. You think of other Olymp- Olympians who have been stripped for cheating. You think of even r- recently and right here in New England, the Red Sox coach losing his job because he was cheating uh, with the um, Houston Astros, stripped of it. I mean, he would lost it. Was he? He he was he was lost his job. He would, and then another another player, a good he was a good ball player, even though he was on the other side. But uh, we recall them: A. Rod, Alex Rodriguez. He was suspended for steroids, cheating. And they don't fight good fights. And as sometimes as we continue, as we somewhat cheat ourselves in in fighting the good fight. And we kind of do things our way, and we kind of put these things, these facade. We know how to walk and talk, Christian, if you will. But we're not, are we really fighting the good fight? Are we really keeping the course that is set before us? Or is it just going to be wood, hay, and stubble and suffer loss? I think there's going to be a lot of shock and awe going on at that judgment seat of Christ in looking at these. And, and I'm sharing these things for us as believers to be challenged by these things that, 
that there is a way that Jesus Christ expects us to be and to live, and there is a reward for that, and we should be driven to that, is that because of our, we, when we're not doing these for rewards, but we're doing these as because the love of Christ constrains us, we want to be able to worship and to, and to cast, and cast things down before him and to honor him. And not to have our hands empty. And so we see these these two particular ones, whether whether it's a day-to-day being faithful in our Christian life or whether it's in some kind of ministry that we're involved in, that we do it God's way, the right way, that we seek to him. Because like I said before, this isn't about us living the Christian life is not about us. It's about Jesus Christ working in and through you as a believer. And if you're here today then and you don't know Christ and you're here trying to, you know, be good or put another notch in your belt, well, you're going to be judged as well for those same things. And there is no amount of good in your own eyes that will ever balance out the the sin that's that's in your life because for the believer the foundation has been laid for the unbeliever the foundation hasn't been hasn't isn't there at that point and so let us remember these things and be challenged by them and that there that there will be a reckoning day, and that we will be casting those feet, casting our crowns as we've seen those elder, elders do in in Revelation. That day is coming. Praise be to God! And I can't wait for that. This is going to be awesome. So with that, let's pray. Our gracious God and heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the challenges of it. We thank you for how your word is as a fire, Lord, as we are going to be accountable for the things that we do on this earth, Lord. Lord, forgive us for the times where we have done things our way and not seek you, have done things in our own flesh. And just pray, Lord, as we go from day to day that you would be first in our life, that we would truly seek you first, that we'd be seeking the kingdom of God first, as it says in Matthew that we would give you the honor and the praise and the glory. Lord, that, that we would be used of you and that we would not use ourselves. And Lord, that ultimately, that we would, that out of our love for you, that we'd be able to cast the crowns that you have given to us, that you have used through us at your feet to worship you for all eternity. We just thank you for these truths, and we ask this in your name we pray. Amen.